Welcome back, Lit and Lucid Podcast fans. Lucy and I are so glad to have you join us for episode 38 of the cast. This week we kick off a new year with a unique and informative show featuring Peter Calfee, CEO of GoFire. Peter is a brilliant young leader who will walk us through the early stages of GoFire and how they've quickly organized and are taking on one of the industry's toughest tasks, measuring your dose. We'll touch on their inhaler and development, their newly launched app which allows you to track your own plant medicine dosing and personal consumption, and some helpful tips for young entrepreneurs. As always, we appreciate all the love and support so far and encourage you to continue telling your friends and family about Lit and Lucid. We have a ton of exciting things coming together for 2019 and are stoked to be able to share accurate, dependable, and entertaining cannabis stories with you. So with that, go kick some butt in 2019 and stay tuned, stay lit, and stay educated fans. Here's Lucy with your show. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording live episode 38 with Peter Kalfi, CEO of GoFire. What's up, Peter? Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Absolutely. Glad to have you, man. Yeah, so we are here recording live in the GoFire headquarters downtown in Denver, Colorado. Uh, GoFire is a very special product. It is a meter-dosed inhaler specializing in um, accurate dosage application. They also have an app that's very detailed um, and consumer-friendly, and it helps track and pair efficient doses and blend ratios. They were created out of Denver, Colorado, so they're a local company, um, and they're really focusing on making waves in the digital health movement. So we're super excited to learn a little bit more about this. I looked at the app a little bit. It looks like there's like a five-step process. Uh, one of your employees kind of explained it to us as Yelp meets Wazi meets Fitbit. So lots of different things going on, I think, here in the app. So we're interested to learn more about the product and the pairing with the app as well and kind of the future of GoFire. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm happy to dive in. You know, the whole idea initially started uh, back in on December 18th of 2014. Uh, John Woodbine, my co-founder, approached me uh, through a mutual friend and said, I want to build a vaporizer. Now, my initial reaction was, no way, have fun on Alibaba playing with all the rebrand <laughs> e-cigarette technology. I'm, I'm not touching the thing. Uh, but as the conversation continued on, it became clear that what he was looking at was designing something from the ground up that really solved the problems of this industry in this space. And the first one that he wanted to tackle was dose control. How do you know how much you're actually taking your body? It's a very difficult thing uh, to accomplish uh, with this plant. And so we kicked off uh, and started that development process. John was actually uh, hand milling the prototypes and, and uh, as we were messing around. And we were able to essentially re-utilize uh, uh, the same technology in a, a syringe or a pipette in a laboratory uh, to allow for that consistent dose control. And so how that works is we actually do a physical extrusion of the oil out of the nozzle of the cartridge into a chamber and then we're just vaporizing the product that's been extruded. Okay, um, And that's by, again, a true convection oven, a true convection system. Uh, where we're just superheating that air and then pushing that air over and through the product. From there, we realized, we were all excited, no time to celebrate, because we realized that we were missing half the equation, right? It's not just about knowing how much you're taking to your body, but when you're dealing with a plant that's made up of upwards of 700 different chemical compounds, it's also about knowing the chemical 
chemical profile of what you're taking in your body, knowing how much and of what you're taking in your body. Uh, so we set out on the next chapter uh, where we developed what we call our smart cartridge, uh, which is essentially a cartridge that has a little microchip on the back of it. That microchip, when you drop the cartridge into the device, is recognized by the device and essentially tells the, the device the exact chemical profile of what's contained within that cartridge. Uh, this is batch specific. Um, and now it's actually working. There's no uh, uh, analytics actually happening in the device itself. There's, there's, all of that is actually pulling from the third party lab test results required by law from our servers, right? So that's when we again came up to our next uh, uh, hurdle, which was how do we get this, this, this device, this meter dose inhaler, to connect to the back end, right? And we realized again that we had to use a, a phone, a smartphone, as the conduit, right, to make that connection. So we started off on the app development game, and, and initially that, that looked like, uh, again, just the ability to see the chemical profile of what was contained in your device at that time, to count the number of doses that you'd extruded that you're about to consume. But we realized we could take it one step further and turn this, <laughs> right, and, and, and turn this into a journal um, and a place where consumers and patients could record how different products and different doses and different chemical profiles were working for them. So we started off on this, this, this new, again, continued chapter here, and, and we realized as we were doing it that all of this anonymous data that we are collecting actually could act as a guide for new consumers stepping into the space looking for the right product, the right dose for them. All based around the, the concept that what works for your neighbor might work well for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's when we built out what we call the community science section which essentially allows you to go and search by ailment uh, and location and find the products available, what stores they're located at and actually where you, where you can go and purchase those products. My biggest question on that, is it just in Colorado right now, or what is the database? So as of today, uh, we have uh, products hitting shelves in Colorado. Uh, we're running a pilot with a couple of our partners here in Colorado, uh, and then it is set up to scale for the rest of the nation. We do currently have contracts signed uh, in six states. Cool. So they will be coming quickly. We're also, we are working on uh, the release, which should be right around the corner of uh, an, another feature that will allow us to uh, bring more products into the ecosystem faster. That is awesome. Yeah. Let's step back because I love when um, I want to make this uh, this point kind of clear too because it's something that we've never experienced and we've never heard from our angle is the meter dosed inhaler and that's something we covered in the in the precast. Um, but I want you to maybe dive in a little bit more to, to tell you know the people listening what's the difference between you know we use the term vaporizer and it's not a vaporizer it's a meter dosed inhaler and the technologies are inherently different. Um, do you want to talk about, you know, why maybe somebody with a, you know, a regular, you know, cart that may buy at a, at a store, why is your guys' product different? Why is it better than, than that? Of course. Um, now, my, my mother has said, you know, don't say anything about anyone if you don't have anything good to say. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and follow that rule. Um, at the end of the day, the, the, the 510s out there, uh, it's essentially a, a filament that's heating up um, that's in a reservoir and that reservoir is filled with the product, right? And, and as that filament heats up, uh, it is then burning the product and that releases the quote-unquote bunny ears vapor uh, that we're then inhaling. You know, it was, it, was, it was described to me by one of my electrical engineers that the biggest risk, the biggest health concern of these products 
is that 90% of them are made in China and the filaments themselves are made out of nichrome, which is a, a very soft metal. Um, and the problem is when you push all this, it's like, it's like pushing the amount of water that should go through a fire hose through a garden hose. What happens, right? Over time, that garden hose starts to break and burst and holes are popping out and little bits of rubber are going everywhere, right? The same thing is happening in that nichrome coil, right? So over time, again, you can actually taste it when you're when you're using these products. If you I taste that, say, I can totally taste it. It's almost like yeah, we were doing it last night actually at Pack Card, <clears throat> and she took a, a puff off it, and I go to take a puff, and I wasn't getting nothing, and it just like totally tastes different like than what it tastes like the day before. And yep. <clears throat> I mean, I had already thought about it because it's happened before, and it makes you think like, is it getting too hot? And now, am I even like smoking cannabis now, or is it just like burnt oil that I'm smoking or something? So and that's actually another another piece of it. So the issue is that you're inhale, you can taste that like nickel taste. Mm -hmm. That that's if, if you're tasting nichrome, it tastes like a like you're sucking on a nickel. Mm -hmm. um, the what you're actually getting at is another feature that we, we look to, or, an, or another problem we look to fix, which is with these pods and these other cartridges, you have, a re again, a singular reservoir that you're heating up over and over and over again. Now, uh, many of the chemical compounds contained within this plant, specifically the ones that uh, give it the flavor, are volatile as low as 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So now outside of that, the other chemical compounds that are contained within the plant, when you heat them up and cool them down and heat them up and cool them down, it's actually degrading that chemical compound. So what she consumed yesterday is different than what you're consuming today out of the same product. That's crazy. Because every time you use it, you're bringing it up to temperature and then it's coming back down. Um, so our solution to that is again we do that physical extrusion. Mm -hmm. So when we look at a cartridge, which is right here, or I've got another one. Yeah, they looked really interesting. They're much different than anything I had seen. Yeah. So when we look at a cartridge here, there's no heating element in this cartridge. Interesting. Okay. Oh, that is a, it is purely it is almost a a smart syringe. That's yeah. that little microchip, yeah. oh, right? Wow. Um, and so when we do a phys when we're, when we're dosing, we're actually turning this, and this is extruding oil in 2.5 milligram increments, right? And the device will count that out of the nozzle. And therefore, we're never heating and reheating the product that was contained within the cartridge. We're only consuming, we're only heating the product that is intended for consumption at that given time. There you go. So your, your product's not compromised, and that way you have a consistent, reliable dose, not just the amount, but also in the product that you're consuming. Exactly. There you go. It's all about, again, if we look at this as a true medication, it is all about creating consistency and repeatability, mm -hmm. which comes down to controlling the variables. Absolutely. Um, and if, again, in, in my, on my mission, which is, again, how do we take this plant and bring it into the pharmacopoeia, bring it as a mainstream medicine, an alternative or complementary therapy to the other drugs that are out there, um, and maybe, again, fix some of the problems we were having with opiates, we're not going to get there until we can say that we can consistently and get, uh, provide a consistent repeatable experience to the patient. Mm -hmm. In the same way, it's one of my favorite analogies, is when I go to the store, I bought a bottle of Advil. I'm buying 40 pills. Each pill contains 250 milligrams of ibuprofen. Mm -hmm. 
Now I know that when I take one, that's all I need to make my headache go away. My girlfriend, who weighs 60 pounds less than I do, she'll take three or four to make her headache go away, right? Um, but she can quantify her consumption. I can quantify my consumption, and I know every time how much I need to feel that relief or, or, or the, get, achieve the desired outcome. I love that. And then you took it a step further with the app, so now people yeah. can start tracking and how they feel after 2.5 milligrams or 5 or whatever. Exactly. Well, and I think, again, that this whole concept, I, I got to give a shout out to Waze. Um, do, you, do you guys know Waze? Have you used Waze? Waze is a, it's a traffic app, right? It's like Oh, Google. yeah. Oh, Waze. It was Waze. Yeah. I thought it was Wazi. <laughs> <Not, laughs> we're in Denver. It's, it could be Wazi. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, with Waze, though, the whole idea is it's like Google Maps, but it's interactive. So when you're driving down the, down the street, if you see a policeman on the side of the road, you can actually mark that policeman in the app, and the next person will see that on their map. And they say, oh, maybe I should slow down a little bit. <laughs> um, and, and it's this idea that this community, again, with GoFire, we look at it as the, the combination of, of products, uh, education, and community. And the interaction of all of these these different facets that create again a a learning machine, right? Where we can essentially start to identify which products at what doses are working best for which people and why, yeah. mm -hmm. and give that patient, give that individual that's kind of curious that wants to step into this space but uncomfortable asking the 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 bud tender which product will work best for them. They need a little bit more than that, right? Yeah. And, and, and so this provides a tool where they can say, wow, 73 reviews on this product. It works really well for sleep, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go check that out and, 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 and try this one out. Because so you guys are going beyond oil, obviously. So you can have reviews on edibles and everything else. And you can still track those as well. Yeah, so again, thank you for bringing that up. The, the dose code is something that we, again, are just gearing up to release. We were sitting down talking to one of our partners uh, about a, 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 an oil line, and she requested, uh, she, she asked if she could get some of the efficacy data. Are these products actually working for my patients and my consumers? Um, she said, could I get that on my edibles? I was like, ah, no, that's not what we're doing right now. Um, and I came back and, and, and you know, it kept, kept bugging me. And I was like, God, why, why not? Why couldn't we do that? Um, and I talked to my developers, and, and they in four days, they turned me a prototype. And in six days, it was fully functional. And I went back to her and I said, here it is. <laughs> um, and they're actually one of our, our large pilot launch partners. Um, so that allows us to incorporate edibles, topicals, sublinguals, soft gels, patches, uh, and products across the board, mm -hmm. um, even non-dosable products as well. Yeah. Um, so we can start getting some of that information and really have an interactive, we want to go farther than a strain, right? Strains are inconsistent by nature. We all know that. Mm -hmm. um, we've all experienced that. This allows us to go product specific and see how these different products are actually working for us as consumers and patients. Well, that's awesome because I think there's I mean, there's many facets now to what you guys have done. There's many avenues where you can apply this to other applications. I mean, the one that I think of is, you know, clinical research already. Um, you know, I've had a background in, in research in, in undergrad and uh, with neuroscience, and we were trying to do some clinical research stuff ourselves, and it was like a pain in the ass, to be, you know, frank, I guess. Yep. Um, and the bar, a big part of me is always trying to understand, you know, why does it take 10 years to do clinical research when you have all these people out here self-titrating and you can just get their data? 
And look at this at just that. You know, this is basically like mass market, like collecting data from people sitting at home using it on their own. Why couldn't you apply that, you know, clinically to a medical standpoint for, you know, cannabis and other, you know, plant-based medicines and then kind of speed up the process of clinical research? You're spot on. Um, we're actually already in, involved with uh, 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 clinical being done by Colorado State University, there the behavior, Behavioral Psychology Division. Um, that'll kick off again end of 2019. That they've already we've already done all the paperwork and gotten everything ready to rock and roll for that. But you, you're really spot on. In fact, um, clinicals follow a protocol that was written back in the 60s. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the technology we have today didn't exist when these protocols were written. Right. So um, the idea of this crowdsourced anecdotal evidence leading to a trial is how I think we get there. Um, but at the end of the day, we can control all the variables. We know the timestamp. We know all this information about the, the, the session, um, and it's all anonymous. Right. Um, so, but we can work with researchers, and they can actually, if, if they're the ones handing out the devices, they can set it up so they can know who that patient is, um, and can actually do the, all of that remote patient monitoring in real time. Um, it's the, one of the biggest problems in clinicals is people missing their dose. Huh. And how this system works is, if they miss their dose, or they take too much, or they don't take enough it automatically in real time notifies the individual who has oversight on that study to say, hey, there's a discrepancy here. Address the problem. You can reach out and call them and say, hey, you need to take your dose. It's time, right? Um, outside of the clinical applications, you know, we look at this as a medication management platform, a patient management platform where uh, the tools that a caregiver needs to have oversight, especially again as we're trying to sort through the rat's nest of products in this industry, a caregiver can actually in real time track the efficacy of one of their patients. Again, the patient has to essentially request uh, or, or give access to that physician. The physician has to accept the access. It's all very much protected because again, we collect no personal information. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that physician can get connected to that patient at that point. The patient, um, again, if, they're, if they miss a dose, if they are under-consuming, if they're rating something a low efficacy, it's a two out of five star rating for pain. It's not working for me, yeah. right? All of a sudden, the physician has an opportunity to reach out to them and say, maybe this is something we need to address. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to change your dose. Maybe we need to switch up your chemical profile. We need to fix the problem. Um, you know. It's been stated, and I do agree with this, that a tool like this, we would not be in the opiates epidemic that we are if we had a tool like this, because we would have known ahead of time if people were taking more than they should. Mm -hmm. We would have known ahead of time if the same dose didn't work for, my, for their pain. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, I broke my back three and a half years ago, uh, going on four years now, and when I got out of the hospital, they gave me a trash bag full of opiates. Um, and I'm a sensitive guy, and <laughs> you took you know a quarter of my dose, um, and and over two weeks we were I was trying to actually this is a funny story. So four days after we got our first check of funding, was when I got in the car accident and broke my back, um, and it was sort of this moment of truth where can we still pull this off yeah. right? And 
um, we banded together and, and were able to accomplish it. But two weeks after I was out of the hospital, I spent six weeks in the hospital. Two weeks after I was out of the hospital, we were writing our first patent. Right? This is early 2015, and I'm all doped up. Yeah. And this, the running joke is this is when John, my co-founder, John and I got in bed together. Because <laughs> I was laying, I was bed bound, and he hopped in bed with me, and, and we wrote our first patent. Um, That's great. But, but when that happened, um, we were, I couldn't function, I couldn't think. Um, and, and I was totally in a fog. So we actually used the initial prototype, which I'll show you guys downstairs. It's like a silver rocket ship looking thing, <laughs> um, to, to, to microdose my medicine. Wow. Um, and I was able to get off opiates again. Awesome. Two weeks after I was out of the hospital, I was opiate free and, wow. and doing my go. thing. Um, and I would even attribute to why I'm walking. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. So it's amazing. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild. So um, I know you kind of mentioned that community was really important to you. So are pe is this live now? Are people using this app and you guys are getting data already? Or what is the community looking like right now? So we are in our, technically it's a beta. Okay. Um, we want to make sure we're working out all the kinks. We ask that anyone that's part of this community, we do have a great following right now. Anyone that's part of this community, again, give back that feedback to us to others mm -hmm. so we can start to learn and make this product better. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, this product was developed, not just the vaporizer, but the app itself was developed to be act as a tool. Um, and if that tool is not doing the job it should, yeah. it's not a good tool and we need to make it better. Right. Um, so we again ask for always to give us that feedback. How can we make this system better? How can we give the patient what they need and, and give them that control and that security that they're looking for? Um, but outside of that, you know, when I I think one of the, uh, you know, I always look at when we talk about community, not just in the, the individuals, but the entities, right? Um, you know, I've now been in this space for eight years, officially. Um, and for me, it's interesting. Everyone talks about this being a blue ocean, right? And they've been saying that for years and years and years. This is the blue ocean. It's the new frontier. You can, you know, <laughs> go wild. I actually look at it more like a desert. And what I mean by that is we're all trying to survive in a desert. When we work with each other as entities, as businesses interacting, oftentimes when you are in a quote unquote bunny ears here, blue ocean, the feeling is I want to do that, I want to do that, and I want to do this, and I want to do that, and that's good idea, I want to do that too. Um, my mentality is, the reason I like to relate it to a, a desert is there's no infrastructure. There's no water system. There's no roads. Mm -hmm. The basic infrastructure is still lacking in many ways. Yeah. And as we develop this, this city or, or series of cities in this desert, why would we both try and compete to build the water system? Mm -hmm. Or why would we both try and compete to build the roads? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to work on some, I want to drive on someone else's roads. I want other people to have a sip of my water. Yeah. I want to, to you know, uh, go to a restaurant owned by someone else. It's, it's an interaction. It's, it's developing a community where everyone is, is developing and building and giving back to the whole. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I go back to as an industry, I believe that's what we need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think a lot of good things are happening. We've yeah. seen a lot of progress for the industry. But we can't forget that 
uh, especially when you've got as much as many dollars are being thrown into the market up in Canada. Um, we can't forget that as we take on and we say, okay, how are we going to structure this in a way that is giving the patient what they need, providing the tools uh, and the structure, the infrastructure uh, for us to be successful at this, right? And, and move past the hearsay and misinformation and get to the, the real meat on the bone um, and, and, and get access, give access to yeah. the patients that need this. Yeah. Well, and I think that's very selfless of you guys because I'm assuming you're sourcing the uh, another company sourcing the oil for you, right? Filling that's, your cartridges. That's correct. Yeah, yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you guys are just creating the vaporizer, and then you're working with other companies as well, and then also your QR codes is going to bring a lot more people in. Yeah, we are a med tech and data aggregation company, uh, but that data aggregation follows one of my philosophies, which is we don't need to know the individual; we just need to know the whole. Um, and that's why we don't collect any personal information. It's all, everyone's assigned a unique user ID number. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you're spot on. It's a, um, you know, this idea that we can work together with these different companies. We purely provide the tool, the physical hardware, and the software to track use and effect. And we want that tool to be utilized by every company out there, every patient, every consumer out there. Um, and and we're, you know we're always looking for how we can plug in and, and work with other companies and, and grow grow together. So we really have you set it up is to make everybody better. I mean, you want to make the consumer better because you're educating them on what works for them. Yep. Personally, so I mean, if I looked at it, I'd be like, wonderful. You know, look, I can go look at all these people who uh, want a similar effect as me, and here's what they're doing. Yep. On the other side, you're helping those companies that are trying to deliver that product to the consumer. So you're kind of like right in the middle of being that liaison between both of them saying, hey, what do you need? What do you need? Great. Mm-hmm. Let's go that direction now and give the people what they want. Exactly. And I think that's what the industry needs more instead of people saying, hey, here's what you got to deal with. And you guys are taking a step further by saying, that's probably not good for you. We're going to take it a step better, make it good for you, and then go even better and make it even better for you and educate you on what's going to work for you. It's a feedback loop. It is. Right? Um, you know, everyone, everyone talks about seed to sale, seed to sale, seed to sale, seed to sale. Um, you know, I hear it five, ten times a day every day, right? <laughs> what about sale through consumption? There you go. What about the consumer side? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the effect these products are actually having on the patients? Absolutely. Is that not the most important part of this whole yes. thing? And Absolutely, it seems yeah. to be forgotten. Yeah. Um, so for, for GoFire, we, we really focus again on sale through consumption. And as a, my, I have a background as a manufacturer. Okay. Um, and, and we used to make all sorts of fun oils. <laughs> Shatters, all sorts of fun stuff there. But the... Uh, one of the things that we always noticed was there's no consumer use data. There's no consumer use feedback. I don't know if people like my product. I just like my product, right? right? We just see sales. Yeah, we see sales and we say, okay, we're doing all right, right? right? Um, it's the only industry that doesn't have that feedback loop. If you look at every other industry out there, understanding the consumer's interaction with your product is the most important part. Huge, yeah. Right, it's the most valuable data without without a doubt, but it's also the most important data to deliver on your promise as a brand. Mm-hmm. And within this industry, that again, that just didn't exist. Um, and throughout the uh, again, we didn't start there, but we realized that there was this huge expanse of nothingness when it comes to anything past the register. Um, and yes, there's companies like Leafly, and there's companies like Weed Maps, um, and Strain Print up in Canada, that are sort of trying to get there, but no one's been able to do it in a way that's 
consumer-facing, consumer-friendly, easy to use, easy to understand, and provides that clarity and choice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you guys have done a great job because you guys are the ones also, you know, you're building the framework like you said, so I think you guys have done an excellent job of like not just being narrow-minded, you guys have definitely taken a broad and kind of a world view to say, you know, what other problems can we solve besides the one we were initially trying to solve. Yep. So, I mean, that's kudos to you guys because you guys are, you know, just from my personal, you know, undoctored opinion, good stewards to the industry because you guys care beyond just the, the monetary value or the single value you guys are trying to get. Yeah. Continually looking ahead to what, what can I do more? Well, how can I make this better? We, we definitely have a personal vendetta. And, <laughs> and it's, again, not just when I broke my back, but I've, I've run into a couple situations where uh, my grandmother used to say, we have a moral obligation. If we, if we have the tools, we have the moral obligation to leave the world a better place than we found Absolutely. it. Um, you know, I've, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I stumbled into finding the best team in the world. Um, and in these are these this these are individuals who are driven. They show up in the office at seven a.m. I think they're still here. You know, they they just don't leave. Um, sometimes I feel guilty when I'm leaving, right? Um, you know, and, and they they see the they see the importance of what we do. They all have again a personal attachment, um, and and they're driven by something. Again, it's not monetary. This is this is a the industry demands a tool like this. Mm -hmm. The industry demands that ability to understand which products are working. Right? Yeah, right? yeah there's really no feedback. Yeah, you're totally right. And if there is, like, there's no database to be putting your feedback. You might just see, like, an Instagram post or somebody and somebody yep. says something about something and then it goes away, but there's nobody harnessing all that information once. Yeah, we yeah. had um, Goldleaf on earlier. I don't know if you're familiar with Goldleaf, but. Yep. There, uh, it's like a, you know, it's pen and paper. And I mean, I sit here, I still write, so I, you know, have a gold leaf and I track my experience through their, their experience tracker, which is like a notebook. This is much different because instead of, you know, you can't really, unless somebody wants to sit there and like write everything down from my notebook, this is a digital version of it. It's the 2000, you know, 22nd century, you know, version of that, I guess, which is cool. Exactly. So, yep. um, you know, the nostalgic notebook is nice, but you guys are being, you know, exceptionally functional on the other end of it, putting this back to use now. Well, and I think the algorithms we've developed, the insights they can start to gain and see for patients trying to understand their own consumption, that's the biggest value is that it's connected, right? And, and um, the other thing is time. No one really wants to take that much time to journal all their information down. There are a couple people that will do it, um, but especially individuals that are dealing with serious serious ailments, and they're like, I don't want to take extra time out of my life to do this. Yeah. I might be living on a, sh I might not have that much left, right? Um, the idea here is that it takes, it's a very simple process. You scan the code, or again, if it's through the device, the device just does everything for you. All you have to do is it pings you uh, 30 minutes after each inhalable session and says, how well did this work? And you rate it on a five-star rating. That's all you have to do. Uh, but if you're doing it with a, with a dose code, you scan your session, you say how much you took, two hours later for an edible, it'll ping you and ask you, how did this product work? And you rate that product. So that it was, everything is developed. I, again, I might, I might have mentioned earlier, I'm a systems process geek. I'm, I'm a efficient, I'm the guy that's like the backseat driver because I'm like the, the right lane's moving slower than faster than the left lane. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, so for me, it had to be quick. 
it had to be easy and it had to be efficient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do believe that's what we have. That's great. That's awesome. It took us four years to get here, but hey. we're happy to be here. I can't wait to see Slow what you guys are in four years, honestly. Yeah. I mean, what you guys have accomplished in four years is incredible. So. Well, I, I recently started saying we're just getting started. <laughs> and I, I truly believe it. I think you know, when we look at where this can all go, um, you know, we, we look to uh, revolutionize healthcare as a whole. Um, Absolutely. And, and we, again, we're, we're just getting started. So we, got, awesome. we got a long road ahead of us, but it should be a fun run. Fun so one. keep your eye on GoFire. Yeah. Big things now and big things in the future, I believe. Yeah. Definitely. Do you guys want to try a product? You guys want to try it? Yeah, we will for yeah, sure. We'll yeah. Excellent. Go. All right. Let's wrap this All right, up we'll get wrapped up here, and then yeah, we're gonna go try out the Go Fire. So there lucky we go. us. Yeah, we gotta go, guys. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> go Fire. All right. Well, thank you, Peter, so much for sharing your knowledge and the information about your product. We're super excited to you know see it in action here in the future, um, especially in Denver. I think you guys have already started to do some events, maybe locally. I think that's I saw a cannabis yoga class or yep. two. Medicaid um, and That's meditate. great. Yep, love that. Um, so that's awesome. So we will keep, you know, everybody informed on, you know, your future and, you know, how you guys progress. Um, and keep an eye out for them. We'll let you know when they hit the shelves and the app starts officially running and things like that. Um, and, yeah, I think it was super cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Appreciate what you guys are doing. And just from my background, uh, it's nice to see somebody taking a lot of the things that I always kind of stressed about and worried about. And you guys are taking those to heart on your own and kind of creating platforms for it and really kind of, you know, like I said earlier, being good stewards of the environment and the industry and the consumers. So um, I appreciate what you guys are doing and what you've done personally, Peter, with GoFire. I think you guys are on a great path. Excellent. Well, again, I really appreciate both of you guys taking the time and coming in and checking out the spot and, and love the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, man. All right. And with that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters. This episode of Lit and Lucid Podcast is produced in partnership with Yuhu Creative and Design. Yuhu Creative specializes in marketing, social media management, content creation, and other creative needs. Yuhu, helping your company become who you need to be. If you're interested in learning more, hit us up at yuhucreative at gmail.com.